Hi, this is Naomi Ortiz. You're listening to the Kansas City Social Hour. Well, get on with it, And we are live. That's live for us anyways, and you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. It's election time, motherfuckers. <laughs> Five states to legalize marijuana. It's about fucking time, man. Also got a clean house. You know. And this is a very special episode. This is an episode at Stockyards. Live from Stockyards. It was loud as fuck. I'm yelling into the microphone over there. Hey, it is what it is. Ton of people out there just hanging out for my man Dan Simmons, the Movember Foundation, Joel Scar, Andy Donicky, Sheev, Grant Wayner, Matthew Shadid, Michael Burroughs, and my man Woody Bonds, to name a few were in the house. Awesome shit, man. Real quick, along the same lines as the drug war and you know i say drug war because five states about to try to legalize marijuana and uh i just finished reading this book wolf boys it's from dan slater oh man you gotta check out this book now american culture is heavy deep into gangster culture somewhat now, we love gangsters from the 1920s prohibition gangsters Mafia, gangsters, Godfather, Scarface. One of the things that America has not caught up with is the amount of shit that's went down because of the drug war. And we catch little bits and pieces of it, but I don't think the general public has any idea the horror stories that are coming out of the drug war in Mexico. Crazy shit. This book, uh, Wolf Boys Chronicles, Teenagers. It's an actual story of teenagers who were, you know, football players in high school, La Barbie, these dudes that um, were very popular kids in Laredo, Texas, that get recruited by the narcos in Mexico to become assassins for the cartels. And man, the story is so bizarre, man. You, these are American kids. They're born Americans. They know Spanish. They're Hispanic. They get recruited by these cartels because they can straddle both sides of the border. And it just chronicles a fucking wild ass tale. Shit will blow your mind. Get that book, Wolf Boys, Dan Slater. I'm telling you, man, I give it my fucking seal of approval. It's some wild shit, man. Just what I like about it is I read a lot of books on this subject. It's something that I'm really interested in, in in the drug war uh, and, you know, just the whole narco state uh, something that I've been studying for a long time and, you know, just because it's touched a lot of aspects of my life. You know, I've known a lot of people involved in that kind of shit and how, you know, it's, you know, ruined lives and also, you know, just the amount of money. I mean, it's an exciting world, just like, you know, what draws us to gangster life in, in general, you know what I mean? There's a lot of money, a lot of fun in it, otherwise people wouldn't be involved, but you know, some horror stories coming out of that, man. Wolf Boys, you got to check that out. And uh, like I said, I've read a lot about on the subject. And a lot of times you'll get the news reports. They're very matter of fact, very 
you know, reporter like journalism kind of accounts of what's going on. And, you know, then there's been some other renditions, almost poetic versions of where the artist kind of the the journalist gets so submerged into that world. His only way to describe it is through storytelling. But in this one, it's taken from the account of the small aspect, the young Sicario, Sicario, the a young assassin recruited into that Mexico lifestyle and how they get lured in with the cars, the women, the drugs and become murderers for for these. And then from that view, we're able to see the larger picture of maybe what this drug war, the casualties of the, this drug war actually are. So super cool read. Check it out. Wolf Boys, Dan Slater. And I'm not going to talk too much about that, about anything else, because we're going to get right into this podcast. Appreciate Dan Simmons. Appreciate Stockyards, all my boys that uh, participated in this podcast. I had a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm yelling over a lot of music. It's no big thing. I hope you enjoy it. Holla at your boy. And we are live. That's live for us anyways. We're here at Stockyards. We just, uh, what was this event called, Joe? Well, it was, uh, I know it was a charity event. Uh, I'm not sure who sponsored it exactly, but uh, we know we're supporting here uh, Dan Simmons for the uh, Beard Off. So Joel and I are here, and you can hear the hip-hop music because this place is uh, still feeling the residual effects of people having a good time. They had a raffle going. We just saw fucking uh, Dan get his beard shaved off. And uh, we'll have all the details of who the sponsors were and all that shit. But right now, we're just kind of hanging out. I just had the Cerveza Royale. Did you try that one, man? I did not, no. But I got a, a nice uh, Imperial Pilsner. Imperial Pilsner. Uh, a smoked Imperial Pilsner. Dude, I want... Oh, shit. Oh, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> man, that was on point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As he's introducing the Imperial Smoked Pilsner here at Stockyards, my man just got me one right now, too. Hey, uh... Why don't you just uh, introduce yourself real quick? And um, I'm Andy Donicky. I'm on my fourth smoked Imperial Pilsner of the evening here at Stockyard. Um, it's a great beer. I think it's eight and a half percent ABV. So that's why I kept going to it. <laughs> right on. And Andy is my boy from uh, UFC fights. I go to his house. I just kind of like show up and <laughs> invite myself. <laughs> well, the first time. Well, Josh invited me both times, right? Josh I Thomas. I believe so. You've been over for, uh, we do a holiday beer share. So you've yeah. been over the last two years for that, I believe. And hold that mic real close to your... Oh, okay. No, but it's not a big deal, but the music is fucking... Right. Usually it'll pick that shit up, but I want to make sure that it gets Andy on yeah. there. But yeah, Andy's cool as fuck, man. We, we hang around at his house. We watch all the UFC fights. I get belligerent and shit, start talking mad shit, but... That's what it's all the about. The next though. thing you're like, "Fuck, man, what the fuck did I say?" <laughs> but yeah, the you mentioned the the holiday. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've done the uh, holiday tasting at my house the last two years. Usually awesome. we go heavy, heavy on the barrel aged imperial stouts and and just a bunch of really good stuff. Um, I try to throw uh, like a side of salmon on the smoker or some hell yeah. I just like some weird turkey, the jalapeno poppers, thing. yeah, and shit. you know, wings and. Just you know, just kind of have a bunch of good food and a bunch of great big heavy beers. So, and that sounds easy on paper, like oh yeah, we had barrel aged stouts. 
Bro, if you're going deep on barrel-aged stouts, <laughs> fuck, man. You better bring your big boy pants on, bro. You better be like a, a regular drinker because if you're just like a like a passive drinker and you try to show up to some barrel-aged stout drinking, you're going to get fucked up, dude. Yeah. no. It's, Even with samples. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's at tough. least... We do at least 20 or 25 beers that are, yeah, 12 to 15, 16% ABV, I think. Joel's been the last couple years... Yeah, man, it's always been a great time at Andy's. Uh, heavy beers, uh, big stouts, barrel-aged stouts. You know what, man? And I love big stouts. It's so uh, it's been kind of hit and miss and hard to find like really good barrel-aged stouts. You know, everybody. That's why everybody goes fucking crazy when we have uh, the the Goose Island uh, uh, Bourbon Bourbon County Stout comes out because you can stock up on what you know is going to be a world class bourbon barrel aged stout right that you're gonna have like throughout the year if you do your if if you're a maniac and you're well everybody's normally christmas shopping you're out getting your fucking beers well yeah when you get down on the uh, barrel aged stouts i mean you people buy that shit up because they know it can withstand some time and and it'll get some complexities over the time you know over a few years and and lately in the market i saw a couple of them hit uh we just saw the rasputin old rasputin bourbon barrel aged stout I still see a lot of those on the shelf right now. Uh, that's a good ass bourbon barrel aged stout to you know add to your collection and shit. Did you guys see the Sierra Nevada uh, barrel aged narwhal with uh, was it currants is like berries, gooseberries? I think I've heard a little bit about it, but I I, I haven't it, I haven't seen it myself. Fuck, I left a couple of those on the shelf too. But you, you're starting to see more of that, you know, like people uh, getting the Russian Imperial stouts barrel aging them in bourbon which is my choice it's always uh for me uh the reason why i like bourbon county stout so much is it has like a certain thickness to it like that body that i feel like a lot of stouts they just can't i don't know why it's not easily duplicated man yeah it definitely has a very viscous uh mouth mouth feel to it getting that fucking thickness is important man i mean uh, man, my favorite stouts, the bourbon barrel aged stouts, are they have that that thickness to them. You know, you could have a good tasting stout, but if it's a little thin, it's a little disappointing. And it, you know, what I mean, oh, you almost want that syrupy. But they all got that quality, right? I mean, I just for the first time in a long time, I had a a Guinness stout on draft just the other night, and it, it's thin, but it's you know, yeah. it's tasty, dude. You know, I yeah, don't ignore right. any beer. I mean, yeah, you for know, sure. But yeah, definitely the the heavier Russian Imperials. Uh, bourbon barrel aged stuff. You definitely expect that more viscous mouthfeel to it. I'll tell you what. One beer I had just recently that wowed me was uh, Pipeworks Abduction Cherry Abduction. I think it was called. That blew my that blew my world. It was like tart cherry with uh, truffles. And it was amazing. It was a damn awesome. good beer. And I that shared it with a buddy awesome. that doesn't drink craft beer very often like we do, and he was very impressed with it. I was I was. That's always cool when you uh, turn somebody on to a, that's not typically a craft beer drinker onto some shit, and then they get surprised, and then they realize that, that they're a craft beer drinker, too. Like, like they're like, holy shit. Like, uh, recently we had uh, Juicy Bits, at Colorado beer. And, uh, hey, later, Michael. Mike Burroughs just exiting. Mike Burroughs has left the building. <laughs> I wanted to talk to him, too. Fuck, man. There's a lot of people here that I wanted to talk to, man. It looks like Woody's about to leave. Woody Bonds is about to leave. Hey, Woody. Fuck, I don't know if he'll see us. Let me see. I'm going to... Hey, 
Say goodbye. Are you leaving the Woody Woody Bonds leaving the building? Oh yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Shouts out to everybody out there. Hey, you gotta love beer. Beer's great. Craft beer is great. Hey, and stay away from the blue moon. I'm sorry. <laughs> right on. It's cool as fuck to come to these events and see such cool people. And and Dan brought all the the cool people that I recognize here today, man. Yeah, Dan. Dan told me about this. I saw it on, saw it on Facebook, you know. Um, and I think I saw. I think he said he raised close to like three grand. Yeah, the last him. time I checked, it was close you to know, three like, grand, that's bro. That's amazing. You know, that's right. like that's I mean, dope, man. I, you know, I don't. I, I don't donate to a lot of charities. I don't, you know, you always feel like you should do more when you can. That's so, I you know, the same way, dude. Like, like, you're like, oh, man. There's, but it's also like you always have stuff coming at you. You know, you know but, what's weird about that is like when you when you first see it, you're like, ah, fuck. You know, like, ah, you know, and you, like you said, you're not that guy. But then when you do it, you're like, hey, that was pretty cool. I did that shit. You know? Oh, yeah. There's always sure. a better feeling you had before. Yeah, I hate sounding. I, sound I like mean, what else would I spend the money on? Beer. Well, when, when you can surround around beer and, and good people and good times, that's where it's at. Charity comes through. That's exactly right, bro. Then, you, then you had in the you come and have some beers and get a chance to, you know, maybe perhaps win some shit and see dudes like Woody and Mike and. Well, and this is just a cool, great, man. great venue for anything. I mean this this is the old Golden Ox. It's I not, love it's, it, dude. It's that's so, a great point, Andy. It's so cool in here. I mean, to me, I don't. This is old school I Kansas I City I don't right travel, here. I don't travel as much as Joel. Give this area five years, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's I, blow don't, the fuck I don't up. travel as much as Joel. I haven't been to as many tap rooms. Nobody but, has. But yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> Joel's a beast with that right, shit. Right, right. <laughs> Ain't none of us been anywhere. But but this oh, is shit. hands down one of the best tap rooms I've ever been in. I don't know about you. Yeah, this this whole. Uh, Old Ox and Old Time Steakhouse is pretty awesome. They picked a great location. I don't, you know, I didn't dine here much or, or if all at all back in the day. But it's. Uh, but did your dad? Is did your dad awesome. come here? Well, to be honest, we moved here in '93. Oh, so okay. I think uh, it more had more of a heyday beyond that. Yeah. So. And uh, for me, uh, my wife's, uh, my father-in-law worked at the Golden Ox. No kidding. Yeah, That's and amazing. he said the Elvis Presley, the Beatles, everybody came to this area, and this was like the main drag of all that. So, like, you're talking about historic Kansas City places. That's what I love about seeing this resurgence is that, okay, everybody talks about, okay, Kansas City's on the way up, and that world championship did a whole hell of a lot for the city. Yeah, they definitely uh, popped the city. Now we just sure. need the Chiefs to fucking do it, too. Then this whole shit's going to blow the roof off the motherfucker. But, no, but that Royal shit, I don't think you can underestimate the dollar value that that brought. But I'm not saying that, it, but locations like this, seeing them come back from a pass like that, you know, where, you know, it was, this, uh, uh, yeah, I, and I haven't ever, I'll be honest, I haven't been here, but it's a historic area. And I, when I pulled in and I saw all the cars here, I felt really good. Like, holy shit, man. I thought I was going to come to a little small event. I was impressed, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're just a stone throw from Kemper Arena. Like you said, where all the big acts Kemper, came and yeah, threw down. was another. Yeah, you know, that's fucking awesome. The Big 12 turn. Oh, well, then I don't I don't think it was a Big 12. Yeah, it was a Big 8 yeah, back then. Right. <laughs> People are going to be like, fuck, Ruben. <laughs> yeah. You don't know shit, man. It's a Big 8, bitch. God, I hate that. Rock Talk J. Oh. That's what's so fucked up about uh, doing the. I fucking. Say wrong shit all the time. 
Hey, yeah. I don't fact check this shit as I'm going along, bro. <laughs> whatever I say, it's just whatever the fuck I say, dude. Like, a lot no, of times I'm wrong as fuck. I, co- I come down here quite a bit, um, and it's really grown a lot. Um, you know, you come down here on first Fridays or, like, on uh, on the Saturdays after first Fridays, and they have all the little shops down here. And I mean, there's a lot going on down here, and it'll be packed at times. Boulevardia goes on down here. What's yeah. that? What well, they've done that three times now? Yeah, times? we had uh, Nano Brewfest uh, a couple years ago down in this area. Yeah. So, it's so. good to get people down here before. Actually, that was be- just before uh, Stockyard opened up, that Nano Brewfest. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's always stuff going on. There's a lot of little restaurants, there's always stuff popping up. No, it's it's good. It's good to see the old buildings. You can't you can't fake character, and that's what this district has. Is it's got that character of like cool buildings with the brick and the old masonry and like you know just cool shit, cool old shit. Well, we got some Manhattan uh, Manhattan uh, peeps in the house here. We got uh, Grant Warner. Is that right? Wayner. Wayner. Excuse me. That's that's we're just talking about all the cool shit that that happens down here and this historic area and it's cool to see it revitalizing and uh one of my favorite motherfuckers just sitting here and that's why i like coming to these shit is my man grant wayner is in the house right now man yo 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 (laughs) what's up what's up what's up what's up bro it's cool to see you man hey man good to see you right now i'm doing the uh the what is this one mine the this this andy was supposed to buy me this order yeah 8%, 8%, bro. Yeah, man. And who can, can who I, else you got here, man? And this is Matt Shaded with Odell Brewing Company. What's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, first appearance on yeah, the KC Social Hour right there. It's, it's, yeah, I'm a virgin yeah, right now. Right. No longer. Hold the mic right up right up on your lips. So so to, so to everybody out there listening right now, uh, Matt was one of the celebrity uh, gotta shave your face guests tonight. <laughs> um, he was one of the first to go. And he looks like fucking Mario, right? A cross between uh, Mario. I'm, I'm <laughs> that, Wario. You know what? All right, so so he's that, yeah, Wario, definitely Wario. Maybe a little. You know right. what? And and I'm actually, I'm I I thought you were just rocking the mustache. You you hold it very no, well, man, bro. This is a brand if you new had thing. The full this beard. Literally like two hours ago. Hey, man. Right. It was a big old beard. You yeah. may be one of the few mustache guys that could actually. Hey, you kind of got some Burt Reynolds shit going on. Who, well, thank you. I, I'm yeah, a man. huge fan of Burt Reynolds, man. That's Who my dog. It? Really? Who is it? Yeah. Although I did get somebody have actually somebody came up to me earlier tonight and said that I was actually looking like Freddie Mercury. Oh, so Freddie yes. Mercury. Yeah. Also, yeah. Pretty, also a badass. I'm not offended by that at all. I mean, that's majestic right there. That totally is. It is a bold statement. Grant is holding up a picture of Freddie Mercury right next to... What was his name again? Yes, he is. But you know what? Right next to Matt. That shit looks just the same. I was thinking Joaquin Phoenix, but uh, Freddie Mercury might have nailed it. Any dark-skinned dude that's, you know, famous. Yeah, that works. That works as well. Yes. So you said you were with Odell Brewing? I do work for Odell Brewing. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm the Kansas City-based rep for Odell. Fantastic. Yeah. Pleasure Absolutely. to meet you, man. Definitely. Uh, I just saw, uh, what was it that just came out from Odell that, uh, what? Crossover? Crossover and the, jo- Sour? the Jolly Russian as well. Jolly Russian? Oh, oh that's what I have. The brandy, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. no, the rum. The rum barrel aged imperialist. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of bottles of that a, and I drank one. We did a one. beer like last year called the Russian Pirate, and we actually had some uh, trademark issues, so we had to kind of tra- change the name a little bit. 
But uh, yeah, the Jolly Russian—that's like our first foray into like the the twelve ounce bottle one off. I mean, it's and uh, uh, that shit sold out. I, I don't see but, yeah. it on the shelf. Uh, sure. For I, I mean, I picked up my two bottles and then I don't see it anymore. Sure. So it's pretty delicious, must have been man. A pretty. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good ass. Well. Yeah, thirteen and a half percent. I mean, it's it's a it's a killer. This guy has a holiday party where he does uh, barrel aged stouts. Okay. For Christmas, and we'll probably be seeing some. Hopefully, I have one, but they they came in the twelve ounce bottles, right? They did, yes. That was the kind of awesome. first time we've ever done that. Yeah, badass. We have a new one coming out called the uh, Ella Funk, which is a brand. I mean, it was kind of an off the cuff type of uh, release, but it's going to be like a uh, barrel aged IPA, like a wild IPA coming Whoa. out like in the next like couple months. So. Barrel aged IPA, Ella Funk. So it's got hella funk, that, yeah. bro. Hella funk. Hella funk. This shit doesn't exactly. just have funk. It's got hella funk. That's right. Bitch. That's right. Not your everyday no, funk. No. Well, I, I was going to say, Shaded, I was over at uh, Grains and Taps today yeah. in uh, Lee Summit, man. Right. Shout out to them. But they had a, um, uh, it was called Odell Crossover. It was like this Brett's. It was like a Britannomyces, like Chardonnay barrel aged, right. like golden, beautiful beer, man. Sour Blonde. Sour, Sour Blonde. Blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually aged that in uh, some wine barrels, Chardonnay and uh, Sauvignon Blanc barrels to be exact. But yeah, it was. it's pretty legit. Nice, it's pretty legit. Yeah, that's that's a get. That's a go get it. Yeah, totally, man. It's like a low, like uh, not too like pucker factor, but just really nice drinking Sour Brew. So sure. you really enjoyed that one, Grant? Because I've seen that one. Oh, yeah, I was in it, man. I was knee-deep in it, man. Nice. I'm going to have to. Knee-deep? Is that what you just said? You got to say balls yeah, deep, okay. bro. All right. <laughs> knee-deep is like a PG-13 Knee-deep is like PG. Yeah. yeah, I was balls deep in it, man. You were balls yeah. deep with that, yes. Because if you were knee-deep, you weren't all the way deep in it, bro. So this isn't a PG-13 If I'd have known to be that kind of party, like, I'd stick my dick in a man's R-rated. Yeah. The whole point of uh, me doing this podcast is I can say whatever the fuck I want. That's so. a cool fucking thing, Otherwise, yeah. I would not be... I'm like, hey, bro. So we're here with uh, Matt from Odell, and uh, how do you feel they got about some really that? cool yeah, I... happening beers coming out this year. <laughs> nah, I'd rather say Grant was balls deep in your sour blonde and balls deep with the sour blonde. <laughs> yes. That's how yes. So, uh, did you win anything today? Uh, no, I just we we had some tall grass giveaways. Uh, I was I tried to get in line to get the beard cut, but I was too late, man. Next year, next year, man. Bro, and you didn't give me the 411. I saw him bef- before you even fucking told me. I saw him on the shelf, and I'm disappointed in you, man. On what? What, what, what the beers? The brown. Oh! And the fucking single hop. Oh! You uh, got that oh, shit, you huh? Didn't even, you didn't even tell I me. I feel like, didn't I drop some off at your house? No, no. no. Oh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, did you see how he did that? Yeah, oh. Shady got some. some. Shady got some. Oh, you my God. I got a little bit of that okay. uh, porch action. All right. Yes. That's some bullshit. <laughs> you don't even have to drop See it out, but you can let me know. Yeah, dude. I that, that yeah. you guys are dropping dude, we some shit. We got so much new shit this coming shit every me. day, all the time. Oh. You know, hey, it's, hey, a they year came out ago, with two beers. One year ago today, hey, it's so, I dropped. It's I so dropped, intense. Hey, man, I can't even tell you. I gave, I gave you the exclusive drop last year, a year ago today. Like all those brand changes, man. I gave you the exclusive. That's what makes that was this year so disappointing. That was the first, like, of of anything. Like before our marketing team let anybody know ever. Like 
That was live on the Casey Social Hour. And did you get in trouble? And that's why you couldn't. I totally hear got time. in trouble. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, I got yelled at. Yeah. That oh, was like. Wow. That was like a fucking reel it now in. Now the reel truth in, comes reel it out. In. No, 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 no. You can't fucking tell him. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, that was a big moment for me, man. That was like a could I lose my job moment. But well, I'm glad you almost <laughs> lost your job. <laughs> but like, no, no. But, but you know, like, um, well, I, I thought I had the clear. I thought I had the clearance. That was on me. Um, but but hey, once we, you know, we all got together and was like, hey man, this was two weeks before we wanted to drop all that info, and they were like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? A bunch of fucking Tallgrass fans that actually want to hear about this beer actually hear about this beer. Why not? Fuck it. Let let it go. Let it roll. You it's know? good to get an insider on it. Yeah. Spread the word through, like, you know. Yeah, man. So we, we figured we'd just roll with it. Like, what, what else can you do? He dropped it on a guy with a mic. That's right, man. Boom. <laughs> boom, boom. Okay. And and from my perspective, uh, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to try to get Grant in more trouble. No, I'm just kidding. No. I, 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 I didn't <laughs> fucking pull the leash on Grant like that. No, but, uh, you know, what is the, just out of curiosity, what would be the argument for letting a bunch of, because we posted on BTKC, I'll tell Andy maybe, I'll tell Joel over here. These guys are like knee deep. <laughs> They're knee deep in the beer shit. What is it? Soon to be ball deep. <laughs> <laughs> They are balls deep. They're more ball. I'm knee deep. These guys are balls deep. Like I go to. No, but yeah, yeah. And then I'm curious. Like, what would it be? What's the? And then maybe yeah. What's the drawback? Yeah, that's a good one. Not the not the problem. But what would be the drawback of something like that? All right. So the drawback of that is like, and and not to get too industry specific, but if you haven't communicated your changes to your distributors, to your liquor stores, your big partners that like actually every day are in the trenches working hard on your brands if you haven't communicated to them first uh before you hit the public with it then all of a sudden they've got the the public at large coming at them being like hey what about this brand what about this beer what about that beer and um and they, they're not ready they don't know about it it makes them look bad makes us look bad it's just it's a miscommunication it's a fuck up because the know? biggest uh relationship we have is through our distributors and if they don't know what's going on first it's, it's kind of a, not a stab in the back, but, I mean, they want to know what's going on before anybody else does. So the public, general public, I mean, it's just the way it goes. And I know I've been to beer stores where North Kansas City Beverage is the same one as Tallgrass. Yeah. I know I've been at liquor stores, beer stores where, you know, something's about to hit, and they're just getting called left and right. And that's probably a similar, uh, you know, scenario. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like chain of command. You know, like you just, <laughs> you just, gotta, you just gotta, just gotta let it. Otherwise, you just. But it's a working relationship you, too. I mean, there's uh, there's certain aspects you want to like make sure you cover the bases and all, and all yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. You don't want anybody to look ill prepared or right. you know exactly. Like, yeah. And, uh, Nowadays, hopefully, and you do see it more, the uh, distributors taking more of a marketing role and and helping you know in that area. Uh, they're more active on social media, more. Uh, proactive and like or they should be right i mean this is a kind of what do you think you don't think all right fuck, no, I, think, I don't I mean, know it's definitely, definitely this should be in the fact that you know they have a bigger skin in the game with that kind of thing but uh, when it comes down to like promotion and actual like the nitty-gritty of like the, the the fundamentals of actually getting something promoted 
That's kind of on us. Yeah, yeah, that's up to us and up to the bar. Like, if you're trying to promote a um, a tap takeover or something like that, like that's on. Honestly, that's up to the bar. That's up to the brewery that's doing right. it together. Distributor, their role is to get some some uh, some shit printed up. Their role is to you know get the beer there on time, you know, and, and, and facilitate everything. Yeah, I mean, and it, it is. It they is. do a hard job, but they they kind of they kind of hang back as publicly. Like they're kind of. You know, not as there's not a big spotlight on them, and that's I, I think it's a key piece to the puzzle. They, yeah, it's not really. I mean, they do the a lot. They do a lot for us, but I'm not going to put any more on their plate. I'm not going right. to say it's up to them to help promote, to sell the beer, and promote you know, it. Because, and because who knows? I mean, who knows who distributes Tallgrass? You know what I mean? Like, uh, shout out to Crawford Sales, uh, Will Fisher, and and North Kansas City. But right. yeah, I mean, you know. If, they, they're behind if, the scenes if you look at, like, Tallgrass has – Tallgrass is going to have around 5,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, Odell's going to have 15,000 followers on Twitter, maybe more. Uh, but but a distributor is going to have maybe 200. And so, I mean, what's their reach? Like, who knows to follow them? The The exception to that is probably Central States. Yeah. They're actually out there trying to, to, to promote themselves in that way. And that's a – yeah, I mean – if, if they think it's for a good Central idea, States, yeah, it's a yeah. Great if idea. they think it's a good idea for them, then yeah, about it. You know, for the breweries, maybe not so much. And uh, you guys, you know, talking about we were talking of you guys, Odell and Tallgrass, they're doing a great job coming up with. Uh, it seems like this market likes new shit, right? They always they do. Right? I mean, uh, everybody likes the standard stuff that everybody does. Uh, you know, your go-to stuff, your staples. But it seems to stay relevant nowadays. You got to keep, you know, reinventing what you're doing brewery wise. You know, keeping it fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And Tallgrass has been great at doing that. You know, they, like I said, they just came out with the brown. I'll let you talk a little bit about those and the brown and single hop and what you think of those. And then Odell doing, you know, uh, keeping the classics, but also keeping it fresh. On yeah. The so, and whatnot, so you guys, yeah. you guys doing the barrel age stuff and all right. that. And uh, <laughs> no, but. So, how important is that in this? And we were just talking, Joel and I. Like, do you guys see like the market? Like, where 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 are we at market wise, saturation wise? Do you, is there still as much growth as we've been seeing, or are are we hitting like a peak with certain kind of beers? Or what, where do you guys see the market the right now? I mean, it's it's definitely uh, getting to the point where we're not seeing incremental growth automatically like we used to i mean there's definitely a lot of uh, other breweries out there that are coming up like uh, a lot of local scenes that not encroaching on what we're doing but it's just it's it's gonna plateau a little bit and keeping it a little bit on the fresh side is definitely key to what we're trying to do but at the same time like maintaining your brands that got you where you were is is key as well like 90 shilling that's a 27 year old beer man that's that's the very first keg of beer we sold and that's that's still our number one selling beer. I mean, that's we're we're staying true to our roots, but also coming up with new ideas and keeping it fresh in like the seasonal avenue, and coming up with new beers that are year round as well to kind of support and also like uh, be core brands at the same time. So yeah, it's it's a, I mean, it's a struggle, but also like a a, a blessing at the same time because we know that we can and be we can be as uh, adventurous and uh, artistic as we want to be with the beer. That's that Burt Reynolds shit, man. <laughs> I just thought like I was talking to Burt Reynolds and shit. I'm like, yeah, boy. Let the motherfuckers know, Burt. 
Shit, he's going right. to jump into the fucking what era, what is that, Pontiac. Was that uh, fucking Pontiac? Fucking the Bandit? Thunder, okay. Or was it Boogie Nights? Thunderbird era. or Firebird? <laughs> what was that? They're bringing back the Z28. Did you see that, the bitch? Bandit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that with the fucking Phoenix on it and shit? They are bringing it back, huh? Aren't they? I think they are. You got to get you one, bro. They should. If they have it already, they should. If it's shit. My favorite one was not the gold and black. That's a pimp-ass car. But did you see the white with the blue Phoenix on that, bitch? A white fucking Pontiac with the the blue Phoenix on it. Just picture that in your mind, dude. That's 70s shit right there, dude. Isn't that pimp as shit? Hey. (laughs) Even me, dude, just pulling up on a fucking white-ass fucking... Fucking Pontiac Thunder with the fucking Z28 hey, with hey, a Phoenix. Ruben, man, I'll, I'll Sorry, learn to airbrush. Off. Sorry. I'll learn to airbrush for you. I'll get Jesus <laughs> on the back, man. Dude, I'm I gonna... swear to God, that's all you. Hey, go that Google that you, shit. Man. Google the fucking... Uh, the, is it, what is it? What was that? I don't know, but I like them Houston slabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. That was, a, <laughs> that was the whole thing with me. The the slab, dude. You know what the, you know, uh, What would they call them? Slabs. Was it? No, but it was the uh, uh, donks. Did you see the donks? Never mind. <laughs> Google donks. Donk cars. Anyways, I didn't even let you answer, man. Where do you think the market's at? This is Grant. We just heard from Burt Reynolds and Odell and shit. And <laughs> I think hey, I got a quick question, I think the smoked imperial pit. What? Before... <laughs> Well, before you ask that question, let's let's see where Grant thinks the market's at. Mark, and then and then and then Joel's got a, a question for you. All right. Um, so you you want to talk? You want to you want to talk about market saturation? Yeah. All right. So here's how I see it. Now, forgive me if I've said this on on this show before, but um, you know I probably have. But here's the deal, man. In in the wine industry, there's 7,800 uh, wineries. In the brewing industry, we just hit 4,900. Now, you look back at wine, of those 7,900, the vast majority, three-quarters of them, sell most of their beer through their own tasting room. So in this next generation, this next phase of, of, of craft beer growth, we're going to see it on-premise right here at Stockyards Brewing Company in their own house. Like, this is, this is, um, this is what's happening. And, and it's not just happening in Kansas City tonight. It's happening in, in, in fucking all over, all over America. Um, now, the other, the other, the other folks that are super poised to kick some fucking ass right now is the, the big kids. Sierra Nevada. The podcasters. No. <laughs> but like Sierra Nevada, New Belgium, Lagunitas. You know, like they're making plays. Lagunitas is making plays to get like, um, you know, they, they just built a, a new brewery in Chicago. And all of a sudden, literally, if you talk to Chicago locals, they're like, yeah, Lagunitas is local to Chicago because they actually are local there. Like you can, you can make fun of them all you want for fucking selling out to, um, Heineken and fucking just building breweries all over the world. But like people that are there are like, dude, this is tight. This is dope. And they're actually treating us like locals. And so that's where we're seeing growth on the, the, the big brewery side. We're seeing growth come out of the little tiny brewery side, um, medium size. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> so I'm, there's a man. Hug going on right now. There's a man hug with some, uh, what, what do they call those? What, what is it called when your grandma does that? What's that shit called? What's that shit called when your grandma does that? 
crochet? Yeah, there's some crochet beard man hooks going on. Hey, hey. Dude. Hey, you're not Burr Reynolds no more, man. You fucking lost the title. Yeah, you lost the title. No, hey, that was a mic drop. That was a mic drop on Grant right there, bro. He... I was posing for a picture. That's cheap. That, I, well, I, was like, it, I might be wrong in this, but didn't didn't the amount of breweries in the United States like recently surpass what they were um, before prohibition? Wasn't hey, that like in the last year or so? That sounds right. Did uh, the amount since of breweries Pro- in the U.S. just recently, like in the last year or so, like pass the amount of like what they were pre-prohibition? Yeah, that's correct. I you know I don't want to go on record. I would say somewhere between thirty-nine and forty-two hundred. Um, what I would what I would like to see is what how does that contrast with the amount of people now? Because the population's grown a lot. I mean, well, exactly. Like three hundred thirty yeah. million people. Well, I mean, now the one the thing you got to keep you got to keep in 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 context is that. Um, back before Prohibition, you had to have a local brewery because they, you couldn't ship beer that far. All right. So now we can. We can ship beer all over the place. Um, so what's what's happening locally is um, interest. It's, it's interest driven. It's, it, it's driven by local interest. But that means yeah, more buyers. Bit. More distribution means more buyers. True, true. But, yeah, at the same time, like, a lot of the uh, breweries that were open back in the day. I'm going to take this thing off. This is ridiculous. But uh, a lot of the breweries that were open back in the day were only distributing to, like, a very small population. So now a lot of the uh, regional and actually, like, nationally known breweries are kind of taking up that space that the uh, local breweries were were making up. So, yeah, I would say that it's definitely uh, coming to the point where now a lot of the local breweries have uh, kind of taken up that space, but I think it's pretty pretty equal to uh, pro, pre-prohibition for sure. Fucking fascinating shit, man. I, yeah. I love the, the conversation of, of the and, and I appreciate you guys being so candid about where the market is going and hey man, that's why we love Tallgrass, that's why we love Odell and uh, Stockyards and also we love... Dan Simmons over here. Whoa, whoa. The whole fucking reason why these guys are all here. And, and he's hard to recognize right now because he don't have his crochet beer on. Channel 4 tonight. Watch the 10 o'clock news. They came in just to see Dan, the beer man Simmons, get his face shaved, man. Word. Dan, uh, why do you look like uh, like MacGyver, like, uh, like, like a 50-year-old MacGyver right now, man? What happened to Man, you? Man, I have no idea. This is the first time since 2000 that I've been clean-shaven. I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. <laughs> this is scary shit right here. This is, uh, this. as of tonight, there is now photographic evidence of me without facial hair. Prior to tonight, before I was probably 14, no pictures of me without facial hair. This is uncharted waters. Hey, uh... And but you did it all for a great cause, man. Why don't you talk a little bit about why we this, did it? Uh, this whole this whole thing came together. I got an email from Greg Bland, who's the owner here at Stockyards, um, saying they were going to host this uh, event for uh, Movember, which the Movember Foundation is one of the leading charities supporting male health care, specifically testicular and prostate cancer. Also, they support mental health, suicide prevention and awareness. It's a great cause. 
um, ties beards, beer, uh, male health together, and I couldn't think of a better reason to be involved. So I came to Greg and I said, dude, I said, my beard, man, it's iconic. I don't want to shave my beard. I want to raise money. And I want to not shave my beard. And so I reached out to my beard community, my family, my friends. And as of tonight, just online, we've raised almost $3,000, not including what they raised tonight at the brewery. And so originally I was going to shave this into what I call the Foo Bar, which is a Foo Manchu morphed with a handlebar. So we shaved it into that, and it looked awesome. Kind of Hulk Hogan meets Salvador Dali. And then we asked the crowd, what do you want? And the crowd said, more, more, more. And so we shaved it clean. So we went to full Adam West. And so now I'm totally naked. I mean, I'm going to freeze to death if the weather changes in the next couple of days. So, But it was all for a good cause. And, man, I can't think of a better reason to have shaved my beard off. Are you growing it right back? What's that? Are you are you growing it right back? Um, no, I'm going to leave. I'm going to run. I'm going to run uh, naked here for the next month. Going to try and reach my ultimate goal of uh, ten thousand dollars for the uh, for the movement or for the Movember Foundation. So we raised almost three thousand tonight. So I still got a ways to go. But uh, no, I'm going to I'm going to try this uh, for the rest of the month, and then then maybe I'll grow the foo bar out and see how it goes. So it was basically you just with this whole Movember thing, you guys basically flip the script on no shave november and for a great cause and you kind of headlined the whole thing tonight kind of yeah i kind of feel like at the end of the day i was kind of the uh the closing act kind of the headliner but uh i think that's just how the cards fell and uh it was kind of cool i uh yeah don't get big-headed you're not no, yeah no, yeah no trust trust me i have enough you're issues. No rock star i have you enough, shaved your beard Come i'm on. kidding i have enough i have enough issues with the paparazzi as it is already so i uh my goal was really tonight to have raised at least $2,500 by tonight, and I wanted to pack stockyards full of people, um, and I think we did just that. There were a ton of people here tonight that had never been to stockyards, and now they have, and they recognize what an iconic location this is, what an awesome bar this is, and just how fucking good the beers are that Greg and Micah and these guys are brewing down here. So if you haven't been to stockyards, get your ass down here and try these guys out uh, they are the next big thing in Kansas City, and you can tell them that Dan the Beer Man sent you, and uh, you heard it here first. And we'll get a fucking discount. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Booyah. No, but we did. We talked about how historic this area was, and we talked about how you got all of us here. And this is the first time I've actually been here, and I wouldn't have been. Right, uh, exactly. Well, I would have eventually made it out here, but, you know, coming to see you, and uh, looking like a little baby-faced assassin. <laughs> wow. It is. I'm, I'm already telling you, it's it's weird. It's totally yeah, weird, it not, weird. Having a, not having a beard to stroke while I'm in deep thought. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see how tomorrow goes. We'll see how tomorrow goes. <laughs> You're still Dan the Beer Man, bro, with or without the beard. I am Dan the Beer Man. I will always be Dan the Beer Man. Currently, I'm just not Dan the Beard Man. I am Dan the Beardless Man. What uh what beers did you have tonight that you were really uh digging on, man? Um I have had a lot of beers tonight, which is the reason I'm here. Um I would probably give the most love to Shocktober or Stocktoberfest, which is their Oktoberfest, which is uh probably one of the best Oktoberfest style beers, Mars and style beers that I've had this fall, whether locally or out of the market. 
and I'm currently drinking the uh, their Mexican lager. And yeah, I had that one too, man. Freaking amazing. And then their release that they did today, which was their Imperial Smoke Porter, or sorry, Insmiral Poke Smoked Pilsner. Wow, the beer is kicking in. No beard, is I'm all flustered. Anyway, their Smoked Pilsner. Even if you don't like smoked beers, this thing was incredible. The smoke was real subtle. You, you know, gave uh, you a little bit up front, but beyond that, I've had a pilsner. lot of smoked beers. Typically, they try to do it on a porter or a stout, right? Uh, I think it smoke lends itself more to a, a blanker state like a pilsner because it or I don't know, man. It worked real good, but I've had had some good smoke. Yeah, right, and that's and that's exactly right. So it's uh, it was definitely worth it. They did a firkin of pomegranate rattler, which was good. It was really sweet. I'd love to see what they could do with that if they were to kettle sour it or sour that thing up, put some bugs in it, let them chew up on it. Um, it would probably make an awesome sour. But, uh, you know, their brunch stout is incredible. It's just a non-pretentious, easy-drinking stout, really roasty. Um, the, the one thing that these guys have figured out early is how to brew your basic frontline styles. They didn't open with a bunch of weird, freaking barrel-aged, adjunct-added beers. They started with some basic styles, and they crushed it. And that's how you fucking get to the beer, guys. You got to brew the basics good and be the I best always at the basics, that. and then you got to move on. I always say that, like, if I go to a, a brewery, and uh, always start with their uh, flagship stuff, like the Pilsner. If you can't crush that Pilsner, then chances are anything after that's not going to be up to snuff. Absolutely, man. that's that's the thing. If you can't if you can't do the basics, then you got you no got business. A blonde, doing you the start with a blonde. Stuff. Whatever it is, you start with. You're starting with a blonde. Are you starting with a Hefeweizen? Are you starting with a Pils? You got to nail those. That's why I always I don't go to the like uh uh. The, the fancier flight first, I always start with the basic flight. And if you nail that basic flight where it has like a standard, whatever it is, the standard pills or red ale, whatever it is that you're doing, if you don't nail those first, then chances are you're not going to hit the, the rest of them. I, to- I totally agree. That's the thing. It's, it's very similar. These guys are in a similar vein as Cinderblock is. And you look at Cinderblock, they didn't open the doors with Black Squirrel. They started with their basic... You know, Block IPA, Pavers Porter, and their, you know, Prime EPA, Rivet Rye, stuff like that. And they nailed all that stuff. Then they branched out into some barrel-age stuff. Then they started doing some ciders, and they started doing a little different stuff. Because they had kind of figured out the path that was the best for them. And that's the thing is so many of these guys want to start out of the gate and be the next big thing that they want to brew big beers right out of the gate. You got to be a brewer first before you can be a good brewer, and these guys here at Stockyards, Greg and Micah and the whole gang, they've got that figured out. They've got an iconic location in the former Golden Ox location, and and they're in the West Bottoms, which is going to be the next big growth area in Kansas City. And I'm telling you, if you haven't been to Stockyards Brewing, get your asses down here and drink some fucking beer. Well, that Pilsner, man, they really put the smoke on the water. It's, it's legit, man. I enjoy it. I love the way you said they put the smoke on the water, man. And you know what? Uh, Dan, man, hey, always great stuff, man. Oh, always a pleasure, Reuben. Always a pleasure. And uh, I appreciate uh, you inviting us out here, man, and Grant, man, and 
I get on on that note, we're gonna have a few more beers, and then we're we're out of Absolutely. this motherfucker. You got anybody got any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. No, it's been fun, Riven. I uh, really wanted to do this badly uh, when we were at Jester King together. Um, but it happened. So it's all good. Hope to do it again sometime. Thank you. For sure, we're gonna have Joel Scar back on. Joel is all over the place on visiting all these beer places and he was a tremendous guest man and dan's been on the podcast a couple of times Absolutely. i'm glad to have him casey uh, social what what that's right man and we just turned into a pumpkin say goodbye dan all right i'm out